cultivating laughter, song and dance. You up for that? Cool. Free to express ourselves. Cultivating laughter, song and dance. And uh, as I was looking into this, I realised, you know, our Father, Father God, Abba Father, he's good at this. He's good at this. He's free. Actually, I was thinking about it this morning. You know this thing about being loved for who you are. Um, truly loved for who you are um, and, and belonging and all those things we were looking at this morning. You know, God's, he's, he's just, he's quite happy with who he is, isn't he? Yeah. And it just, it just struck me, actually, for the first time, the first name he gives to anyone for himself, if you like, when, he, when he's talking to Moses, I am who I am. I thought, wow, that's powerful. I am who I am. And um, how many of us are getting freer to be who we are? Yeah. And um, just becoming more and more comfortable in our skin, if you like. And just knowing that we're loved. Um, At the start of the sheet there is a quote from Mark Twain, who was an American author, um, late 19th century, I think. Um, Dance like no one is watching... Sing like no one is listening, love like you've never been hurt, and live like it's heaven on earth. It's a quote from Mark Twain. Some people maybe you've got that on your your bathroom wall or your you know wherever you stick those. You, you get these these things in the shops now, very popular, aren't they? These things like we do hugs, we do forgiveness, we do blah blah blah. And I've seen one that's pretty much got this quote on it. And I was looking at it, thinking at that that last phrase, um, live like it's heaven on earth. That's the gospel. Isn't it? Basically, that is the gospel. The kingdom of God is among us. So, and we're learning to live like it, aren't we? We're learning to live like it. Live like you're loved. I, I wonder when was the last time you burst into song or sung at the top of your lungs or danced around the room or, you know, potentially when no one was watching? Anybody done that recently? Or has it been a little while? You know, just happiness overtakes you, and uh, you just, or you just feel in a bit of a silly mood. For me, I'm just, I like, I have these, I have these mad moods that when no one's looking, I just do silly things and dance around like I'm, I don't know what. You know, I wouldn't. I'm glad no one's watching really sometimes. But how many times do we do that? You know, in public. You know that feeling when you go to the, you go to a wedding, a friend's wedding, or a cousin's wedding, or nephew's wedding, or whatever, and. And it comes to that point, you know, we're all comfortable sitting around the table, because we do that, don't we, because we're Christians, we do that a lot, we sit and have dinner together quite a lot, and we're all comfortable with that bit, And then, but you know that you know that that bit's coming where the band's going to come in, and they're going to plug in, and they're going to kick it up, and we're all going to get up and dance and have a bit of a boogie, and there's that awkwardness that some of us have to battle through. Like, I'm not going to go first. I'm going to wait for someone else to go first. <laughs> Anybody identify with that? And, like, and then someone gets up and goes first, and you're like, no, actually, I'm not even going to go at all now, because they are so good at that, and they are so free, and I can't dance. And we get this attitude, we get this kind of mindset of, I can't dance, I can't sing, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I can't do what they're doing. Anybody relate to that? That's, you know, I've been through that agony numerous times. Um, 
But I just, we just want to set you free from that today, don't we, Tina? Tina's going to help us this afternoon. She's got an amazing ministry in dance and helping people and teaching dance and stuff. So she's going to help us a bit this afternoon as well. Um, and so, yeah, just going, just going through that pain barrier. Talk about the, the chicken line or whatever. But I, I have to cross that when it's time to dance at a wedding sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Depends on the, on the track, doesn't it, so often. But anyways... God doesn't seem to be worried about any of that. He's a singing, laughing, singing, dancing God. Did you know that? Did you know that he sings over you? Yeah. He sings over you. He dances and sings over you. And uh, it says in the Psalms, he who sits enthroned in the heavens laughs. He's a laughing God. He's a happy God, isn't he? He's a happy God. Sometimes we get into trouble for saying things like that, sadly. There's religious people that haven't found that out yet, but he's a happy God. He's very content with who he is. And um, so we're going to, you know, we're constantly drawing on this Brené Brown material, which is absolutely amazing, isn't it? Has, it, has everybody read this? Anybody read this yet? Yeah, Gifts of Imperfection. Um, it's just so helpful. Um, if you haven't, then you'll find there's a lot more in there than we're going to touch on this afternoon. I haven't really got time to go through everything that she's got in there on this but she asks two important questions really in this chapter on um, free to express ourselves cultivating laughter song and dance why are laughter song and dance so important to us and is there some transformational element that they have in common and she concludes that laughter song and dance facilitate and enhance emotional and spiritual connection. And that's kind of what we were talking about this morning was connection, almost being the opposite to shame, isn't it? And shame keeps you out of, uh, of community, if you like, and, and relationship. But laughter, song and dance are very deep ways of expressing connection with one another. We're, meant to, we're not meant to live in isolation, we're meant to live in meaningful relationship, particularly with Father God and Holy Spirit, aren't we? But we're also designed to live in deep and meaningful and intimate relationship with one another and share life together. And laughter, song and dance are some of the most powerful tools for connecting our hearts, heart to heart. I mean, I don't know how many of you, you can think of times when you just had just such a laugh with close friends and there's a connection that comes um, and it builds memories and, it, and it's like a heart-to-heart connection. We share the same, you know, that same moment or we might share the same humour um, and the same with, with dancing. You know, we might share that moment like at a wedding and we actually finally get, get round to it. We get on the dance floor. Once you got through that first song, it's all right, isn't it? You're, you're off and uh, we're all having a great time and that goes down as a great memory. And there's a community thing about it, isn't there? There's a connection about it. I, mean, I think there's something actually much deeper than that too about it. Um, Brené Brown says throughout human history we've relied on laughter, song and dance to express ourselves, to communicate our stories and our emotions, to celebrate and to mourn and to nurture community. So they're powerful, powerful tools. You know, we are made in the image of God for a deep and intimate and fulfilling relationship with him. And... um, I feel like at the heart of these gifts of laughter, song and dance is relationship, is connection, it's empathy, it's community, it's celebration, it's intimacy, it's fellowship, if you like, it's communion, it's friendship, 
I'm reading those words out because actually if you look up the Greek word for koina, the Greek word koinonia which is used in 2 Corinthians 13 and 14 um, verse 14 it talks about um, our fellowship with the Holy Spirit and that word is koinonia and if you look it up it's those things it's, it's connection, it's community, it's intimacy fellowship, communion, friendship all those things but actually you know dance, laughter, song and dance are kind of like tools well not tools, they're, it's just natural isn't it Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's natural. It's a natural overflow and um, a natural way for us to really connect on a deep level, more than we realise, I think. Um, but we're also, I think, aware that it's very good for our health and our well-being. Laughter's good medicine, it says, doesn't it, in Scripture. And um, it's good for the health of our families, our communities, um, our churches. And so... It's, it's part of life. We want, we want to just uh, get freer, don't we, to be able to enjoy these things. The world's so good at enjoying a lot of these things, but it doesn't always, you know, sometimes it takes a few beers to get, to get there. Let's be real. It does, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, but we don't need that because he, he can just free us up by the Holy Spirit to be who we are, knowing that we're loved. And so this is where I want to just home in on a couple of um, scriptures that I've really enjoyed digging into in prepara- preparation for this. Um, God is a singing, dancing, laughing God. He rejoices over us with singing. He dances and spins with delirious joy over us. He who sits in the, enthroned in the heavens laughs. And it says as well in another place, Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy above his fellow companions. And he was very free to express that joy. So what I want to do just in this first little part of this session is to create a safe place. I feel like that's what I need to do right now because I know some of you might be sitting there thinking, oh my word, are we going to have to get up in a minute and move <laughs> or do something scary like that? Um, I just want to create a safe place. And if you're like me, you know, and if ever I feel like, especially actually with this, some of the things in this book, I think, wow, this is so deep, this is so profound, this is so wise. But she's not quoting scriptures on every other page of this book. And you're thinking, is that in the Bible? And you go searching for it and you find that it is. And so I just want to do a little bit of homework for you, really, um, on this one. And just dig into a couple of passages that I found that just really helped me to become a lot more comfortable with just being totally free in this whole area of laughter, song and dance. And one of those is Zephaniah 3.17. Um, we probably know it uh, you can look it up if you want but I wouldn't worry too much because I'm going to expand it right now so you might get a bit lost in my in my amplified version this is going to be the Oakley amplified version which is coming out uh, I think sometime next year um, <laughs> oh yeah careful what you say eh? um, so um, it's, it, you know the scripture it says the Lord your God is in your midst he's mighty to save um, and he'll rejoice over, over you in love. Um, in the, that's in the, most of the, the, the translations. It's, it's not much longer than that. But what I did was I looked up some of the words in that uh, verse that stood out to me. I thought, what, what is this saying? What is this really saying? And, and uh, so if you've got a good app on your iPad or on your iPhone, you can, you can do these sort of Greek interlinear or the Hebrew interlinear and check out the words. So um, here's the amplified version of Zephaniah 3.17. I'll go through the words first and then I'll read you my my sort of summarised version. But this blew me away. This is is how God 
delights over you. This is, this is what he thinks, this is how he behaves when he thinks about you. Um, it says, he will rejoice, um, and that, that word rejoice uh, is a word suz in the Hebrew. It means to delight, to exalt, to be glad, to make mirth, and to, or to rejoice greatly over you with joy. So, um, he's excited about you. He's rejoicing over you with great joy. Um, and that word joy, again, I looked at it, I thought, well, okay, let's see what the Hebrew word joy is, what's the root of it. It's the word simkor, which means gladness, happiness, pleasure, exceeding joy, or even festival. So it's like he's having a festival of joy over you. He's, he's absolutely delighted with you. It goes on to say, um, he will rest. Now we've read this translation probably, he will rest uh, or he'll be quiet in his love in some translations. That word rest, I thought, I'm going to look that one up too. And it's really interesting. It comes from a, a root word, yeah, it could be to, to be quiet, or it comes from a root word which can also mean to be deaf, or to choose to be deaf to other other things that are being said, or other influences, or you know. So it's like he's saying, "This I have made up my mind. This is what I think about you, and I'm not listening to other people's opinions." You could put it like that. That's he will just be quiet in his own. This is my decision. This is my heart for this person. I'm not listening to all, whatever the enemy throws at you, whatever the enemy might bring, if he's even allowed to bring it before God, he's choosing not to hear it, he won't hear it he will, he will be quiet here, it comes from this root word that means to be deaf, um, he won't hear anything said about you than what he thinks in his love over you, it says he will joy over you that's a bit of a funny phrase isn't it he will joy over you the word is gil which means to circle or to dance in circles, or to spin around under the influence of strong emotions. Are you getting this? This is Father God, this is Papa God, this is our Daddy, this is, this is God. He spins around in circles under the influence of such strong joy over you, with singing. It says, with singing, and I, I looked up, I know what singing means, because I do it quite a lot, but I thought I'm still going to look it up. The Hebrew word can mean joyful shouting, joyful singing, shouts of joy, um, songs of joy, or even a whoop of joy, like a woo! Sorry, that might be a bit loud. <laughs> or even louder, but I don't want to blow the mic. Um, so, here's my, here's my the, the Oakley summarised version incorporating all those bits and pieces. It says, The Lord your God in your midst is mighty to save. He will rejoice over you, delight in you, exult over you, and be glad. He will make mirth, which is laughter, celebration, merriment, and high spirits, and rejoice greatly over you with joy, gladness, happiness, pleasure, exceeding joy, and festival celebration. He will rest and be quiet, turning a deaf ear to any negative word or untruth levelled against you. He will not hear anything said about you other than what he thinks about you in his love. 
He will dance in circles and spin around under the influence of such strong and deep joyful emotion with singing over you. With joyful singing, shouts of joy, songs of joy and a whoop of triumph over you. That's, that's a nice verse. That's amazing, isn't it? So this is how he behaves over us. He is so ecstatic in love with you. You know, there's a difference between loving someone and being in love with someone. I've learned that. And it's like he's just in love with who we are. We're his children. He's delighted with us. So just want to compare that briefly for a moment with uh, a scripture in Luke chapter 10. You know when Jesus sends out the 70 to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, go and pro- uh, proclaim that the kingdom of God is among you, and these guys go off. Uh, and in the footnote in a recent Bible we're reading it, it says they could have been away for three to five months on this ministry trip, if you like. So they've been on this trip, they've come back, and they've, they've come back to Jesus, and they're saying, um, you know, that even the demons submit to us in your name. They're bringing back their report. And um, he says, I was watching Satan fall from like lightning from heaven, you know, as, as they're sort of bringing this report back. And... Uh, Then he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. Now, in certain translations it says in verse 21, in Luke 10, 21, at that time, full of joy in the Holy Spirit, or as one translation puts it, he rejoiced greatly with exceeding joy in the Holy Spirit and says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to infants. I looked up that word rejoice because I thought that that's quite a, a picture, isn't it? Who, who would love to see that? I'd love to see, what does that look like, you know, when Jesus rejoices greatly with exceeding joy in the Holy Spirit, what would that look like? Um, I'm suggesting it's going to be a pretty amazing thing to see. Um, the Greek word agaleo, or something, I can't pronounce it, you look this up for yourself, don't take my word for it. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. But it literally means to jump for joy, to exalt, to be exceedingly glad with exceeding joy and to rejoice greatly. Being so glad that one jumps in celebration and, and it's about experiential joyfulness. It's an experience of joy that is so overwhelming that you leap with joy. It can also mean to jump or leap or spring up. So this is Jesus rejoicing. This is, and, and you know, it struck me that um, later on in John's Gospel he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I thought, well, there's a connection right there between Zephaniah and the way Jesus is behaving. He's just full of joy, exceedingly great joy, and he's jumping and leaping about and rejoicing. And so I think it's changing my picture. I, I grew up in a... Church of England Anglican church with choir and organ and sort of, you know, they would process in at the start of the, the service and everybody's very hush-hush and it's all very kind of reverent and, uh, you know, you've almost felt a little bit guilty if you dropped your hymn book or something or made any kind of sound. It's like, shh, everybody looks at you, gives you this look, you know, and here's Jesus just like whooping it up, spinning and dancing and rejoicing over us and the Father too. So... Uh, it's changing my picture, so I just want to. I hope this is helping you just get a, you know, let, just to, to feel safe in where we're taking you with this teaching. That we can be free. We can be free to celebrate, to dance, to whoop and leap and spin about and be full of joy, 
because that's who our God is. That's He's He's comfortable with that. He's very very comfortable with that. So we've just got to work through a few things to, to get a little bit a bit closer to that sometimes. Maybe hey, um, how about laughter? How are we doing with laughter? How many of us just just find that? <laughs> That's such, a, that's such a natural laugh you have there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we could have a clip. There's a clip. Uh, have you got the USB stick in there, Phil? Uh, that clip, I think, is called Laughter on the Train. But, wow, so much joy in singing. There's a lot of joy in singing, isn't there? So, um, I think, I just want to finish before I invite um, Tina to come up. You know, just by talking about this a little bit about this battle that we have about just trying to stay cool and to be in control. And what what are we really doing? <laughs> why, are we, why are we doing that? <laughs> Actually, we're missing out on so much fun when we do that, aren't we? But that's where the battle is. Often, um, it's about trying to stay cool, always being control. Um, and so, a good belly laugh or singing at the top of your lungs or dancing like no one is looking are unquestionably good for the soul but they are also exercises in vulnerability Brenny Brown talks about dance as being full bodied vulnerability or full body vulnerability (laughs) Um, I thought that was quite I could identify with that phrase Um, we battle with different things we battle with being told we're being too loud or we're drawing attention to ourselves or we're out of control or you know, all kinds of things that people might have spoken over you. Um, we battle with those things. We battle with trying to look good. Uh, we're very self-conscious. Um, but Brené Brown concludes her thoughts by asking what I think is a really, really important question. I think Jamie touched on it this morning. What is the greater risk? Letting go of what people think or letting go of how I feel, what I believe and who I am? What is the greater risk? Letting go of what other people think or letting go of how I feel, what I believe and who I am. And, you know, that's powerful, isn't it? Um, Too often we choose to worry about what other people think. Far too often we suppress our emotion, our joy even. We just, you know, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves or we don't want others thinking anything of us that we don't want them to think. Um, so that's a big deal, isn't it? It's a big question. So I want to just lay that out this afternoon to so you put that out as a little, a little kind of challenge just to say, are you ready to embrace who you are? Are you ready to, you know, to just be who you are and not worry about what other people are thinking? Um, obviously... Appropriately, <laughs> you know, there are lines somewhere probably, but let's, we're not here to talk about those lines this afternoon. But um, just want to encourage you to be who you are. You are greatly loved. The Father is singing over you, spinning around, dancing and leaping with joy over you because He's so delighted with you. And um, so I think it's time we like enter into that joy, don't you? And start to begin to celebrate actually who we are. You know, I think it's fine to celebrate who you are. God celebrates you. And um, be comfortable with who you are. Enjoy who you are. Enjoy being who God made you to be. You're unique. You're different from anyone else ever in the history of the universe. And there will never, ever be another one of you. And if you don't be you, nobody else is going to be you. And, and God's 
there's going to be a grief in God's heart that you never get to be, you don't get to be who you are. You've got to be who you are. And, and we talked about comparison, didn't we, on another session. It's a killer, isn't it? And we've got to stop doing it and just be yourself and learn to just know that he loves you as you are all the time. Um, and, and we're growing in that, aren't we?